these people now have a list of where all hi- where he lives and his number, and they can. And like this is fucking crazy world we live in. You don't know if someone, if one of these angry gamer people are gonna fucking show up at his house one day, dude. We had like, are you kidding me? Are you trying to contradict what we were saying earlier about what (laughs) that gamers aren't violent and we're good to go? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! Welcome to episode 219 of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. I am Felix Hergood. I'm Trib Zero. I'm Neo Ayoshi. And we're, uh, we're back to talk some, uh, some games, news. Wow, no shit. Yeah. That's why we're here. <laughs> no, no shit. So it brings us wow. to the... Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow, so wow, dude. did you guys have a good week? Like, what, yeah. what have you been doing? I or? pet some alpacas this week. Did you? I did. I went to an alpaca farm. Wow. Yeah. And then like a nice fair. I went to a fair. Man. And I bought jerky. Was it around here? No, it was in Jersey. Uh, of course, that's where you go. Alpacas are in Jersey. I mean, look, I did a lot of Googling. Oh I had to find a, an alpaca farm that will specifically let you pet them and feed them. That was my goal. What? It was your goal? It was your girl's goal? Yeah. Well, because it was a surprise. She loves alpacas. She loves alpacas. Huh. So I surprised her by driving her an hour away to an alpaca farm. I, I think. Did she know where you guys were going? We were no. just like, get in the car, we're I was driving. Like, get in the car, we're doing this. Yeah. I think Mrs. Felix might. And she enjoyed it very much. She, she might like nice, alpacas. Nice. Mrs. Felix, I think she does. They're so dopey. I, you should, if you go to my Twitter, Neo underscore Yoshi, early plug, um, I posted a really fun video of one of the alpacas. Okay. Meme style. Meme style. I, I, I dug really hard into that, so you can enjoy that there. The alpacas. And what, are you, what have you been doing? I literally did nothing this week except game. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I've been diving more into uh, into food, food prep and stuff because I've been. You're still keto. I'm still keto. Still intermittent fasting. What did you cook this week? Uh, I made bone broth, dude. Oh yeah, you did that last time you were. Yeah, in keto, but too. I've been like on a good repetitive grind with what that is to bone keep, broth to keep it like good and ready to go. <laughs> bone broth is stock essentially. It's like stock for soup. People make stock to make soup with. Yeah, and you really just boil bones with water because what you're doing is you're cooking out the nutrients and the collagen out of those bones. Get some good flavor. Right, to make like a base for, for I know. soup, it just tastes really kind of like like you know water. You just at the end of the day, you but drink the broth. You drink the broth. Yeah, yeah. It's I did not really, do that when I was on. Keto. It's really good for your overall nutrition. It's great for your gut health because of the collagen in it. It just it's a great way to like start and end your day. Right. And I make a big huge pot of it with uh. You got to get like the real nasty bones. Like you got to get like chicken feet. You got to get like uh, oxtail. All the things that have like marrow and like big big chunky bones you just let it simmer for like an like like a day you're gonna hate my anecdote i feel like i'm making a potion dude i feel so powerful and <laughs> well, that's I, what it is and i drink you're an alchemist and I, and I drink the essence of all of these animals you know you get their strength and stay young uh one time me and my old roommate we tried to to broil an oxtail yeah yeah that that, that doesn't work i've seen people like have like you know cooked normally cooked oxtail fucking gross <laughs> It was so bad. I mean, yeah, it's not going to look like a steak, dude. It's got a big fucking oh, knob bone in the middle. I didn't even know what I was eating. Yeah, that was the worst <laughs> experience of my life. Preparing chicken feet is pretty fucking disgusting. Oh, I've had chicken feet. If I'm being perfectly honest. I had chicken feet and at dim, dim sum. sum. Yeah. Boom. Jinx. So who dared you to do the chicken feet at dim sum? You don't have to dare me. I'll just eat it. Oh, God. I literally... Damn. There's, uh, there's literally nothing you can put in front of me that I won't try and eat. 
Oh, I like. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing I, I won't eat. I respect uh, that. Honestly. I'll try it once, and if I don't like it, then I don't like it. But I'll I will eat you, monkey uh, brains, if you ever show up. I'm thinking about Indiana Jones. Yikes! Indiana Jones. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good scene. It was good. I've uh, been finishing a lot of books. Have you? Yeah, I just finished Black House. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's Stephen King. Yes. Nice. Speaking of uh, Stephen King, yeah, uh, it's two nineteen. Is the show this week? Nineteen. Oh. Is that a joke? Is that a reference? Nineteen is a very important number yes. in, in Stephen King's you, uh, you know why? mythology. Why nineteen is important? It's just it's the number, dude. No, he got hit by a car on June nineteenth. Oh, that's why. And then after that, that's pretty he, narcissistic. He, he yeah. After that, he <laughs> went back and restructured some of his books to actually have dialogue that referenced nineteen. So some of the later releases of some of his earlier books actually have nineteen references that are just like. Kind of jammed in there. We did that for all the Dark Tower. He like he yeah. rewrote like there was one scene in Toll in the very first book that has a uh, Walter giving yes giving the one uh, yeah that's one specifically like one that he retooled yeah. yeah but yeah um, anyway tell yeah. us what you were doing but, uh, in gaming but gaming wise been playing yeah, a lot of Destiny doing? of course um, this week was the the Solstice of Heroes event Solstice that began of Heroes event. Um, that's just like a like an event to end end the summer off you know lead into uh, in the new expansion Shadowkeep. Which, it is important to announce, got moved back by two weeks. I like how they framed it, too. Because I saw that, and they were all like, look, we want to make the best product, but it was just two, it's just two weeks. What do, what do you think they could possibly do in two weeks? More QA time, more polishing. Like, imagine this is the first major release without, a without Activision. Mm-hmm. And Activision would have never let them bump a release date. Are you kidding this me? This close, too. Yeah, like, like Activision would have everything planned out on, on just... Their money-making schedule, and they would nothing would get shifted around in that. I think the best thing about the announcement was the response to the announcement, which was which, which was like, yeah, all right, dude. Everyone is <laughs> they're like everyone do it. I only it's saw fine. one uh, who's negative one about person. it. Like, seriously, there was one person who just because of her own personal schedules was upset about it. Got but it. everyone else was like, this is incredible. It gives them more time to, to be play fair, games. I was very upset about the Division Two raid pushed back, right? But it was only because. They didn't let us plan it, mm-hmm. and it was immediate. Yep. It was like immediate how they they had a, like a TBA, a mm-hmm. TBD, yeah, yeah. Like release date for it, and then like the week of, they were like, okay, it's out this week. How am I, I supposed to get eight people together? I know. But anyway, know. this is a really good move because what? Uh, when's well, they, the, when's well, the release date? They've October? announced it's October first. They've announced the new date. Okay. The raid is October fifth. Okay. And it is uh, an afternoon raid with a contest modifier. So well, that's that's perfect. You have it's literally absolutely perfect two months to plan this to, to plan your. You group. can play now for even more time in September. Borderlands Three, without oh. that encroaching on Destiny's time. Yeah. Link's Awakening remaster oh, as well. Yeah, I'm getting that. Uh, getting that baby. Is, what else is coming? There's another big shooter coming out in uh, in September that I can't remember. Not September, right but now. Death Stranding's in October. Oh, yeah, it's not Death Stranding. There's something else that's coming out. But like, you have more time to play these September releases and also have them not step on each other's feet. Maybe that was the whole reason. Maybe it was something a, a polish factor. It, we don't really know. It is but, a good idea for but, for these top tier games to get out of each other's way. Yeah, for sure. It's d- for definitely sure. helps each other because I don't know if you guys remember, like three years ago when Titanfall two released, or whenever Titanfall yeah. two released, it was sandwiched right between Call of Duty. You mean the game that nobody played? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. But but the problem was is is it's a fantastic game. That was one of the I'm best sure single player games I've ever but played. I didn't play years. it. Because it was sandwiched between Call of Duty and Battlefield One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that's probably and true. And that signed its death warrant. They couldn't push it back till because at the time, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for, for tangenting here. But Wh- EA why? 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 EA already had Battlefield coming out, which is one of their products, and also Titanfall two is one of their products. So why couldn't they 
push Titanfall 2 to another date that maybe isn't the fall holiday time slot of releases. They could have done that, right? You're asking fantastic. Greed fantastic. is good. Questions. Greed is legal. I I think that, but here's the thing. I think they could have Greed made a lot more money. In the morning. They could have made they could have made a lot more money if they didn't put it between <laughs> one of their own, you know, top tier games. Gordon mm-hmm. Gecko. Is that is that a? It's is Michael that, Douglas's character. Greed is good. Is that from what Wall Street? Uh, yeah. Very nice. But yeah, so Destiny, they're pushing it back. Everyone's happy back. about it. And yeah, no one, no one's upset. I'm personally happy about it too. It works out really well with my schedule. I'm, I had some things happening in the same week that it would have been in September where I was actually worried about all of those things being able to coincide and live together. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's so happy. I'm stoked happy about it. it. Stoked about it. Um, so that's all you've been doing? Yeah. I mean, you know, last week, uh, the week before, I was uh, kind of diving into some different Different games. Did oh, Final yep. Fantasy fourteen for a while. Did The Sims. Sims. Sims yeah. was incredible. So uh, I did. I think I did one day of The Sims this week, maybe. But then really dove into uh, into the Solstice event ever since it came out. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be uh, wrapping up some other Destiny things going and forward. Then you're gonna come back to Final Fantasy, right? And yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Because that is pretty much all I've been from the time I've had this week. I played Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. and I've played. I tried Auto Chess. Oh yeah, you're telling me about Auto Dota, Chess. Yeah. Dota Auto Chess, which yeah. is the Valve game. Valve Dota, Defense well, I, of the Ancients. I know what Dota is. Yes. I never knew it stood for Defense of the Ancients. Yeah. I knew that. Defense of the Ancients. How did like, I know that? The old Warcraft. I was just like Dota. Yeah. It just, it's Dota. They dude. took like the old it Warcraft game and made it into a, uh, like a they, they, MOBA. They, well, they, they, created, that's, they created a game type in Warcraft 3, mm-hmm. the, and that, which became MOBAs, which became the game type that, is, that, that we know of. What does MOBA. MOBA stand for? Multiplayer Online Battle, Battle Arena. Arena. I yeah, yeah, that one. Got yeah. it. Um, I remember. It's literally okay. like two sides of the of the. It's like it's, a, it's about it's about sides and lanes. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, I'm not a I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah. of MOBAs, but I've gained a respect uh, for watching them a little bit because of a, a Netflix show called Seven Days Out, where they followed uh, gaming. Is they followed it's well, it's seven events uh, in like the weeks leading up to to them launching, uh, and they really go in depth about whatever that that MOBAs. industry is. So the one episode was following Team Liquid when, oh. uh, when their like, star player um, – oh, I forget his name. I'm so terrible at telling the story. When uh, his family like, had this one incident where his brother stabbed his mom what? and everything. And, uh, and they were fighting uh, – This sounds Echo, horrific. They were fighting Echo Fox, Rick Fox's uh, uh, team. And it was the first time they made like, the playoffs in, like, the, in the – hold on. The MOBA League? I wasn't expecting to talk about seven days out. So yeah, I, I mean I, I expected to pull it out of your brain. Yeah, but the show was fascinating because it went in-depth. It was on Netflix? The show, yeah, but the show itself is not about mobas. About mobas, it's about the, the episode events. is every episode is different. Got it. So like Got one it. episode was a uh, was a restaurant in New York that was literally named the number one restaurant in the world, mm-hmm. and they had renovation planned already before that award ceremony. So they like had to close their restaurant and reopen a couple months later, having the reputation of being the best restaurant in the world. Oh wow! So, so there's that. There was the. Um, the Kentucky Derby one. Got it. There was uh, the Cassini mission landing in Saturn or like death spiraling into Saturn would be more appropriate. That's cool. Um, and like following everyone in NASA as they were preparing to have the satellite, you know, die off into the planet and get its final readings and stuff like that. Like they just take a different topic and highlight it. And it's really well done, dude. It's a pretty cool sounding yeah. idea. Uh, sounding show. But anyway, so I'm gonna yeah. find the info so I can follow up, um, so I don't sound like an idiot here. Mobas are very popular, as you may know. They're, I think they they succeed in the esport industry because of how easy they are to follow. 
Like, you don't have to worry about Twitch shooting like what you get with, um, like, you know, your Overwatch leagues and your and whatnot. And you, you don't really understand all what's going on at, at one time because there's multiple screens you have to follow with those kind of games, even with, like, Destiny esports and stuff. Um, MOBAs are, make it really easy because it's one battlefield and just a bunch of... And you see all the players on the screen. And that makes it, I think, really accessible from a a viewer standpoint, you know, when you're watching these things. Um, so I played Battle, oh, Dota Battle Chess, which is based off of the Dota characters that they all have mm-hmm. that you can play. And it's really, it's really interesting because I didn't know what to expect because I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Um, a few people in our Discord play it, um, and I've listened to a few other podcasts that play it. And I didn't know what to expect at first, but it's essentially you, you get these... You're you're draw you're like you're drawing a deck of cards like of players essentially and they're different characters and you're putting them on a battlefield and you're just lining up against other assortments of enemies of various types magic users you know uh, sword users people on horses and they all have stats that you're looking at and you you compare and then you essentially just hit play. And they just run on the field at each other and fight each other on their own. You're not doing anything. You're just watching the fight happen. And you're hoping whatever characters you're putting on the field are doing the, the, the best. You're using them to like shift the tides of this battle. Right. But you're, but you're not directing anything. The big boys are. You are. Like your heroes. The hero. Oh, so, okay. So that see, there's a lot I need to know about this game because I played it for a solid like I don't know like two hours and I was like, okay, my there, yeah. There's a lot of of, die, of auto battling, but your heroes right. you control to like. That's what you do to impact the battle. Got it. So like they'll so will a hero be like, this is who we're fighting first, mm-hmm. and then everyone will target that thing. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. I have to go back and try that. But yeah, but you're essentially just watching an auto fight happen, like a, just like an auto fight occur. And you're, you know, every every round you get to redraw for more fighters and better fighters, and um, you can re-roll for them and increase their stats through between by. You get like coins after every. This sounds fight. a lot like AI battles in Injustice Two and Mortal Kombat. It's totally that. It's totally like that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's I can see it as being like a fun. I'm on the train and I got like five minutes of doing nothing and I can do a couple auto chess battles. Like, cool. And like it was just, on a mobile phone. It, I played it. On, it's on computer and it's on phones. Oh, on phones. So you can play it in Dota, I think, and I think they're releasing a standalone client for it soon. That you can play, but honestly, this thing I think lives on the phone. Like I think I think you're gonna have a better time with it as a mobile game. Um, and I didn't see any kind of crazy monetization nonsense or anything like that. I think it's just you just play the game. Jay loves it. Jay, yeah, is yeah, it it's free? Yeah, it's free. And you can link it to your Steam account, and I guess you can like get bonuses from that. Like because if you play Dota, or right now whatever. my free one is that um, Elder Scrolls Legends. Yep. Okay. Which which I occasionally boot up and see what's going on in that game. Yeah. Um, funny. Enough. I have it on my phone right now. I'm trying to see. There was another. See, yeah, Dota Underlords is the name of the game. There was another game I installed that I was gonna that I was gonna play. It's called Rage Shadow Legends. I haven't played it yet, but it's supposed to be like a Diablo-like game with a heavy multiplayer focus. Um, anyway, that's all I've been. Other than that, I've just been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I, I mean, I started my white mage in it. Too. You saw your white yeah. mage, dude. Making that healer, you're gonna get groups like that. I know. That's what because I'm because if you're because de- the problem with Final Fantasy XIV and getting groups is most of the... Because it's all about the roles, the class roles, right? Yes. You've got your healer, your tank, your deeps, mm-hmm. your DPSs. Now, the problem that you run into is the majority of the classes are DPS. So when you're, group, when you're trying to queue for, a, for like a group activity, if you're a DPS man, it's going to take you forever to, to lock in a healer and a tank. Everyone wants to be the cool damage-dealing guy. Yeah. You know? you no, do. I don't. 
You, you want to be the well, tanky tank? I'm, the, I'm neither. The uh, well, sorry. The, the royal you, the royal everyone. In Elder Scrolls, I'm the opposite of DPS. I don't I don't play a DPS class. What's the opposite of DPS? Well, healer and tank. Oh yeah, okay. I have a healer and I have a tank. Oh then, see then you're an in dem- you you chose the in demand roles. And my new demand, ne- yeah. necromancer is also that's a healing class as well. A necromancer healer. Yeah, it's weird. That's healing weird. with death. I don't healing know how. With, yeah. I still haven't figured out lore wise how they've how turned they that into what it, what it is. Yeah, that's cool. Just to follow up with my uh, seven days out story, this was following the uh, League of Legends, uh, the North American League of Legends Championship Series in March of 2018. That's Got what it. this follows along, and this follows along uh, Team Liquid and specifically Double Lift, which is uh, who was the captain of the team on Team Liquid as they went about their uh, championship series. But yeah, the big moment was like his, uh, his brother stabbed yeah. his mom, and I think his mom ended up like passing away. That is During this awful. whole, like while this tournament was going on. Jesus. Like they played one game, like won a game, and then like they were like doing pictures after, and, and got like, a he got call. a phone call. That is messed up, It's man. fucking crazy, dude. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, it just it's it's about their lives. Where's he these from? Of these gamers. He Chinese. He, he's no, no, no. He Young is. Piang. He's Korean, I think. Oh, I was Korean. Oh, okay. Wow. But yeah, it's a. I love this episode. Yeah, like, nice, I watched it a couple times. Um, so a, a large, and we'll talk a little bit about this later. But like a large quantity of uh, Asian countries are severely limited on uh, firearm sales. Mm-hmm. Like you can't buy firearms fucking anywhere. Yeah. So they have a higher rate of like knife related. The, cho- the chosen weapon of damage is anything bladed. Oh, so geez. like literally, when they have like a shooting spree there, it's not a shooting spree; it's a stabbing spree. Wow! You're like, what? Well, somebody will go. How, how far can someone get before? It's so they, that stop. guy that just you know the anime place that just burnt down. Yes. That guy went in and he was burning things and burning people and stabbing people to death. Like it's crazy to me. That's like that is insane. I mean, yeah, like a shooting every other week here. Do you want to talk about it? Cause I no, I mean, we don't have to. But a shooting every week here is crazy. But, like, imagine if it was just like a brutal butchering every, every other week. Like, I listen. So I have shit's an, fucked, man. I have an Amazon Echo in my room. And every morning I, uh, I have it read me the news, like the Philadelphia news. Every day it's either a fire broke out, a shooting happened. Or someone got stabbed. Like, that is literally a part of the morning news that I listen to every morning. Dope, dude. I know. So dope. It is, it is quite disturbing, especially since we are in the Philadelphia area here, which yeah. is, it is fairly common. Um, do you have anything gaming you want to talk about, or do you want me to... Because I, w- I would like to bring up this specific piece well, of the news. I, I mean, I was just going to talk some gaming stuff that I did this week. Do it, week. and then, I'm, then we're going to... I'll drive... Right. Well, I'm going to rip the bandaid off after you're done of this. Well, hard, yeah, yeah. Hard band not, not surprised. I'm still kind of sticking to games that I played recently. But one thing that I did get back into, I did one day of it, and it is still just quite an enjoyable experience every single time I do it. I did Battlefield Five. Oh, so oh wow. I, I did a stream with Battlefield Five again, and I don't know why people hate that, but I'm also not playing it on the... You know, like the meta level that like passionate players there's of that game are playing. There's a meta level to Battlefield, huh? No, there's there's a level of like understanding the meta of the game right. and like getting in there and knowing why things might be broke or whatever. You know, if you're a, this top sniper and you've been sniping so well, and then they make right. like a little tweak, and your sniping now doesn't you're work. The, as you're well, the guy you know? that, that we all love to play because you have no idea what's actually going on in the game. We'll, right. just, we'll just farm you. Okay, I, I don't think that I'm I don't think I'm somebody that doesn't know what he's doing at all like I understand certain things but like 
I'm not going to be negatively, passionately impacted if they all of a sudden like make it so I can't shoot as well. I guess maybe I would. Here's what I'll, I'll tell you. Full report. Assault is a class in Battlefield 5 that I play all the time. Mm-hmm. Never, never played it in one. Never played in Battlefield 1 Assault. Played Sniper quite frequently in Battlefield 1, but was never good at it because I couldn't hit a fucking thing. Because it was really hard with those guns. Mm-hmm. You know, World War I technology, right? Sure. Uh, Battlefield 5 is incredibly rewarding, right? When it comes to shooting with recon. I don't know what they did to tweak it and make it better, but even average slebs like me can actually shoot. And maybe that's why the really good players are pissed. They're pissed that average players can shoot too. Yeah, it's no longer an elite status. Yeah, it's not an elite status to be great at shooting. Um, but I, I'm, I'm happy about it because I enjoy it. I like getting hits on people, I like getting kills. But when I play a Battlefield game, I play it as if it's like an active war. I don't care if I die because I know that, that people actually died in war. Right. And World War II, specifically, we lost a lot of men. So if I'm dying, I'm just simulating what actually happened. Um, so it's kind of cool. You're playing like conquest modes? Yeah. So do you, uh, so we, do you we ever... Played, I played with Adrenaline, and we specifically played Conquest, because that's all, and I'm going to say it again, at Adrenaline, that's all you'll ever fucking play, and it annoys me to no fucking end. <laughs> because I want to play things like Grand Operations that simulate a front. Well, dude, Conquest is like, is like the Battlefield mode. That's it, like it was, the mode yeah. that Battlefield like, burst. And, and I don't, I'm, I'm not saying I really hate it, but it's way more random and chaotic than like a front. When you, mm-hmm. have, when you play front lines or you play Grand Operations, you have a clear front. It's like a whole line of people moving in the direction of a thing, and you know how to go, where to go. In Conquest, it's like you're going in, and you're like, hey, I'm going to take that point. And it's like, boom, you get shot in the head from the side. Right. You know? Uh, but I really, I really got into digging uh, the recon class. I found a nice little position outside of one of the points, and then I was using the, uh, the uh, they call it a um, spotting scope. I, I would hold up the spotting scope, see where somebody is, spot them, they're marked, and then I would bring out my rifle and p- cap them in the head. Nice. And I just kept doing it over and over again. It was awesome. Nailed it. Um, that's, yeah, that's, so that's I, I, was, I was having a really good time playing recon, really good time playing assault. In assault, uh, you have machine guns, but then you also have all the explosives. Mm-hmm. So you have this, like, literally a, 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 a bundle of dynamite that yeah. you throw that sticks to something, and then you, you hit a plunger to blow it up. So I was literally, I ran into this room, I threw dynamite in the center of a room, and there's like five dudes, and I literally threw the dynamite and plunged, killed myself and all of them. <laughs> I got five kills instantly. You sacrificed dude. yourself. Dude, it was outstanding. Good. Like, it's so good to like, just like, do that over and over again. Sure. <laughs> you know, so I had a good time playing the game, me and Adrenaline. I don't know if I can do it over and over again. Right. But I, I, I want to try and bring more streams in where I play Battlefield Five because... It, it brings in more people. Like, more people want to watch, you know, Some multiplayer. Right, right. They just want to watch multiplayer more than yeah, the, the single sure. player experience. For sure. Moving on, real quick. I did, I also dug into Elder Scrolls Online again. You know, yeah. got back to the game. You challenged me last time. You were like, hey, who was the last time you played it? So, <laughs> I, did, I did do that. So, like, like, Prove Neo like, wrong. Playing, I woke up and I was paying like, paying for this video game. I'm paying for this I mean, video that's game. All, that's all I was saying, you know? Um, I went into that and there wasn't anything new. I did a stream and literally crickets. At one point in this stream, there was nobody. Like, it's not a game that people want to watch. No. Um, the only person that was in there actively for a while that was actually watching me, um, I ended up finding out it was somebody I knew personally. 
and they, they they walked up to me. It was a guy from the job. Mm-hmm. He walks up to me personally. He goes, "Hey, I, I th- thanks for doing the stream the other day. What, what were you watching? Elder Scrolls Online? Oh, you were the one guy in there. <laughs> Great, yeah. thanks for being here. Off on two services. No, no one came in because it's just not a game that people want to watch. Uh, but yeah. but all of that wasn't the highlight of my week. Let me tell you the highlight of my week. So, tell us. Fallout 76 is a game I'm still playing, and this isn't an anecdote about Fallout 76. (laughs) This is a game about a known, not an unknown, not known, an unknown glitch that the personal support team for Fallout 76 hadn't experienced that I discovered. And let me tell you, being a regular on their subreddit, they don't experience a lot of their own glitches because the community themselves compile a list and submit it to them regularly. They have entire threads on on the glitch, on just the compiling glitches. Let me tell you what happened to me. So I go into my camp, Mm -hmm. and the camp is just a thing that you can place wherever you want whenever you feel like it. But I had gotten dug in to this really nice spot along a river. I had like, like my... You know, industrial like water purifier that's like in the, in the stream. I had all these turrets on the roof. I had all the crafting benches that I needed. Right. I had a store set up. People can go into and buy stuff. And I had I had this thing going right. I come into my my uh, camp after not playing Fallout for a while, and I realize I have no turrets. And, and I realize this because I'm crafting at a bench, and I get attacked inside my perimeter <gasps> by a goddamn like easy kill like zombie they're, yeah, yeah. they're called scorched so scorch attacks me and i'm like what the fuck is that why is this happening and I, i'm like i kill him and then i look up and i realize oh my fucking god all my turrets are gone even the ones on the perimeter they're all gone and the max amount of turrets you can put are 10 mm-hmm. and i'm like i go into the build tool and everything like that it shows me i have zero out of 10 turrets i'm like oh, I'll, I'll build one they've been destroyed right so that's what i thought so yeah. i build i don't know how somebody got the ones on the roof right and that, that's one thing in my head. I'm like, how did they get the ones tickets. on the roof? But they got the ones on the roof. So I go, I'll build a turret. Exceeds build count. I'm like, what the fuck? But it says zero out of zero ten. Zero out of ten built. Exceeds build count. <sighs> so I start thinking, why is this the case? Okay, I start to realize, okay, my turret's glitched out. Mm-hmm. They're just gone, but they're not gone. They're still in the, the overall um, budget, and they're also still in their they're taking up the 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 count the count right. is there there's right, right. really a, a full 10 count and then it dawns on me that i'd been doing this for a couple of weeks a turret would disappear and i'd go oh, i'll just rebuild it and so this whole time oh, i kept like got you. building turrets thinking they were gone and they weren't really gone it's taking up uh, taking up your materials uh no just taking up my budget for the camp you got have it. a total amount of stuff you can put in your camp. But like every time you try and build one, it's not like using your materials, is it? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Be- uh, well, yeah, if I had to buy build one fresh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. So when I would see one gone, I would go, oh, I'll, I'll use some more materials and build another one. As it turns out, I couldn't figure this out. So my only instinct was submit a ticket. All I wanted to do was submit like a little text ticket, and then that would be it, right? That's what I thought. And I have to wait four or five days for people to get back to me. Right, right. Oh, no. Oh, no. I submit the ticket, and it says, would you like to receive text and talk to somebody now? I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. So I go and have, after that, a a three-and-a-half-hour discourse back and forth with a Bethesda guy who is helping me to try and figure this problem out. Three-and-a-half hours I sat talking to this guy. He never left my side. It's probably a bug, though, dude. But it was amazing. No, we solved it. 
Oh, we solved oh, it. Oh, what? Yes. When it, when it came down to it, uh, we couldn't figure it out. He had me do all these different things. Like, um, he had me like leave and go back in and like, you know, switch servers and all this stuff. They probably have a list from QA of things that would to cause try. bugs. This is not something he knew of. He didn't know about it. But finally, yeah, but I mean, I'm saying they're probably running through like a standardized do all these things and see what happens. And he said in there. the end, he said, how long have you had your camp there? I said, I don't know, probably about three and a half, four weeks, maybe a month. He's like, here's what I think you should do. I think you should leave, and I think you should take your camp and move it just to another position. So I found a nice spot that had all of the, the same... Um, Accoutrement. Well, I, I'm, I'm on a junk spot, a, a junk harvester. I can put a junk harvester, and it just har- harvests random junk. Yeah. So it's really nice. I found one further up the river, and it, it's, it's even got more, like on the land side, more like uh, cliff coverage. So I'm like actually blocked off. It's a way better position. So the specific location wasn't allowing you to build turrets there. No. So I move. I don't know. We don't know what the glitch was, but but I end up moving and I reposition everything. And sure enough, it came back. It said I had six out of ten turrets, and I, it all came back and everything was working. So. Wow, dude. But like, I, what I was impressed by was the fact that for a company that has been getting all the shit, they had really a really involved support system. Like, I mean, they probably had to. I mean, I don't know if that, that up, yeah. Like, so I don't know specifically, if, right? Well, keep in mind, last time they you used their support system, they leaked player information. Yeah, I heard about that to the public. Well, so don't just, think I didn't think about that when I was mind, going in there. When you're submitting a ticket to yeah. Bethesda, I just gave them my phone number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so I go and uh, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, in, I, I was really surprised that, that their support service was that involved. And I don't know if they started it recently or like if it was always there or and I just didn't know it. I'd, I'm pretty sure when I was having a myriad of problems with Fallout mods and Skyrim mods that I submitted through their system and they did not have a text system back and forth. They probably no, did. All, all, all I did was game. submit yeah. a ticket. Yeah, It's a different kind of game. Uh, it is a different kind of game. Like Now we have a service game and maybe they're offering service support for it. So that's great. I'm, I'm happy about that. But yeah, yeah. that was my week. Wow, that was yeah. the highlight of my I'm week. I'm glad to hear a positive Bethesda experience. I mean, week. you usually hear positive Bethesda things from me. Uh, for, for sure, for from, sure. From you. Unless from I'm you. taking a dump on it that particular week. The overwhelming majority of stories, though, is... Yeah. Oh, wait, speaking of, can I bring this up real quick? Yeah. Is that okay? Because I, I took to the Twitterverse, mm-hmm. and I, I commented on another podcast. A pe- podcaster was commenting on the state of the microtransactions in Youngblood. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, so this is Bethesda. That's keeping, this is, yeah, keeping that's, with that's the Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm bringing it up. And I'm only going to bring... Which I apologize that I didn't play that this week. Play what? I said last week I was going to play Youngblood. Oh, that's week. okay, man. But what I'll probably wow, do is I'll probably wow, play dude, it this how week. How dare you? Yeah. But um, here, actually, I have it installed. I want to bring up my tweet just so I can how read it. How actually dare you? Um, do, 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 do. Got to find my thing. Okay. Okay, I found the I found the thread. All right, here we go. So this is... I'm gonna, just going to give a shout out to What's Good Games podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Andrew Renee's podcast. She's a... She's a... Big Andrea? Time. Andrea Renee, yes. Andrea Renee. She's a big-time voice, and I wouldn't say across the gaming industry. She hosts major events. She's on Kind of Funny Games Daily. She's a pretty well-known, well-versed voice in the industry. Um, but oftentimes, she does have a kind of like a corporate siding outlook on things. She has a lot of friends who work at these companies. Yeah. Um, developers. I'm not just talking about like she's in the pocket of like big business or whatever. I'm, what I'm saying is like, 
her friends, she knows the developers that work at like EA and Bethesda. She knows these people, and and they give her interviews and they talk to them, and you know what I mean. Like so, like I understand her outlook and where she's coming. from. Yeah, it's from no different than somebody who knows somebody who works on the staff of Game of Thrones for last season. For sure, and you're and like it's generally in bad, poor taste to like speak ill of them when you're having a working relationship and yeah. with them, which is for, which is totally understandable. And I might be shooting myself in the foot with a lot of my opinions. Most of the time, no, but we, we're we're not friends with them yet. We're not. You well, we're not friends with them now. I mean, well, here's the thing. I, I tweet I tweet uh, with these people often. It's not the best advice, but continue your story. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm really going to be. A I got a nice shout day. out. Yeah. I got a nice shout one out day. on um, their podcast last week, which was about Young Bloods, um, and they were talking about it. And she she links this Kotaku article that kind of breaks down the way the microtransactions work in it, and I was like, that's totally fair. Um, and I, I sent a tweet out that says, that said, well, when a game puts a, what puts focus on microtransactions, um, instead of crafting a thoughtful experience, I think it's worth cocking an eyebrow at to see what they're trying to, to, and asking what they're trying to accomplish. Because if they're not making a good game first, now I've seen, if I don't know if you've gone out and seen all these reviews, Mm -hmm. um, I haven't, they, they've haven't been great because I bought the game. I don't want to like be, I don't know. Yeah, influenced. Don't. No, that's totally fine. I've I've seen a lot of things on it, and it does it does not look like a game I would get. Just just for for just, just trying to make me feel bad it. about my forty bucks. Hey, man, it's. I mean, look, they they <laughs> sold it at a reduced price, and they offered a new type of gameplay, which is co op in that. But from what it sounds like, a lot of a lot of the elements that made the other uh, Wolfenstein's popular are either lacking or not in this Wolfenstein. For example, right. they uh, they do a, a very much a Destiny thing. Where they ask you to retread very similar maps in similar areas, and they have a level gating system, which they which is which is not in the other Wolfenstein games. Uh. So you'll be leveling up and kind of upgrading your weapons as you go too, using specific currencies. So this was this was a point of contention huh. with these currencies and what are you paying for? What are you not paying for? Now I believe you are not paying for a lot of weapon upgrade currencies. It is mostly cosmetic. But I follow up. Andrea replies to me saying. You missed the point if you think this gamer uh, uh, focuses on microtransaction. And then I followed up as with, with that with, it doesn't create a meaningful gameplay experience. The animal, animal economy being broken, the AI, co-op AI, and enemy AI is broken, the weak map and mission design, and it uh, suffered. It appears to just be a, using Wolfenstein assets to put a storefront up. Which was the point I was I was trying to to make. I mean, I'll be able to t- tell that. Oh no, for in, sure. This is no way in meant twenty to, minutes of playing it in, to influence your thoughts on the game or what. Yeah, but um, she they they took to their own podcast this past week and they mentioned they they brought up my my quote uh, my tweet. <laughs> um, and it's funny though because after she they read that out loud, they went, "Well, yeah," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, they do agree with me." But the way they were doing it was like, but the but then why get angry at the microtransactions? I think they might have thought I was angry about the microtransactions. Yeah, because you always sound like you're angry about microtransactions. I am, yeah. but, but in reality... We all think you're angry about the microtransactions. I am, but I am angry with them when they don't create a good gameplay experience. So all the time. So all the fucking time. So, I'm getting your point. Right? I'm picking up what you're laying Thank down. Thank you. And like... In what way, though? I want a game to be in, good before they try to sell me more bullshit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but in what way would a, a, a microtransaction ever be enhance a, the gameplay experience in a way about, 
in a okay. way that does not affect the game because then people complain about pay to win and all that stuff. Right, and that is the fine line that we're seeing with like like uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey had that we, like, we had this conversation about that you. with their XP boost. Yeah, stuff. but I still don't b- agree that's a problem for that game. Right, and I think I think that's that where a- we where we came down on that in the end, I believe. But it's a fine line with these microtransactions skirting the is it affecting game? Is it is it worth getting upset about? Is it worth doing that? But in this case, for Young Bloods, I would say. Yes, because they didn't make a good game first. If in the case of most of these these reviews yeah, and stuff, you, you could definitely argue that you have to craft a good experience before you right. ask to sh- me to shell out I, more money. No, but the the, the thing you're right. Sorry, were you going to say something? I, I was just going to say I think that the process of developing games these days yes. has microtransactions as just part of the equation. So part, like like make sure you like so, yeah, and meetings are like make sure you have the microtransactions. You've got here. a team yeah. that's just doing that and then you've got the team that's doing the story, then you right. got the team that's doing the gameplay and like the game's going to ship with gameplay, with story, with microtransactions regardless. They may not all be good, but that shit was probably on the board from day 1. Oh, and I have no and, doubt. And when you said multiple currency, I'm going to find out on my own. I mean literally there's when, when I finish used, this podcast there's, there's tonight. There's currencies I'll used fucking, to buy guns. Right. And there's cur- currencies. Which no, but you're I not talking you- about like like real money currencies. No, but like there are, but there are there are they because like every game they have like gold bars or well, silver I was drones, saying, You know yeah, what I mean? But it's like game. some yeah. some of them are you buy with your money, and then those are spent on cosmetics. This sounds not unlike a game made by Bethesda or published published by Bethesda. I know like you're gonna say go that on. I just fucking played called Rage. Oh, Rage 2. Yeah. Yes, it's very much in line. And it's Ra- funny because I almost, I don't have a problem with Rage 2. It's funny 2, because though. I brought up Fallout 76 and Rage. Because these are in line with... Well, the, these decisions that they made in Youngbloods are in line with Fallout 76 and Rage. Well, I don't have a problem with it in either of those other two games. Well, you want to buy $18 blue paint in Fallout 76? No. Well, no, of course not. But that's what they're charging for it. Like, oh, well, that's that. I know, fuck that. Like, it doesn't matter to you, but like... They Does paint they, even cost eighteen dollars in real life. It doesn't. I don't think it does. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> I got what, or were they the talking picture. about like if you bought bought the uh, atoms? You're saying yeah. If you bought that atom currency, eighteen dollars worth of atoms, you can get blue paint for your for your vault, vault armor <laughs> or whatever it is. Uh, dude, blue 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 paint is way cheaper than eighteen dollars. I think it's probably like seven. I haven't bought paint in a while. $23. Oh, it's cheaper. For a gallon of flat For a gallon, though. Not ceiling for interior paint. Now, well, now you got to ask yourself, will this it gallon of paint... It would take a gallon to paint Will this gallon of paint power cover armor. power armor? Yes. So you have, we have to do the math here, people. <laughs> but, look, no, it, but look, that's the point I was making. 1,800 across, atoms, generally. Is that... Does 1,800 atoms calculate to $18? It's yes. Not a, it's something like that. It's not a like buck that. an atom. Look, this is this is from this is from reports you. like months I'll, ago. I'll fuck with you. I know, <laughs> but my point is is that Bethesda is now showing a pattern of things that they want to do with their games, and and I have a feeling this will be hell yeah. One thing that concerns me, Sheesh. one thing that concerns me about <laughs> Doom Eternal coming out. That's paint and primer. All right, you guys together. are paying attention to the paint Dude, way too Z- hard. Right Zinzer now. paint and primer together is forty two bucks. Guys, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to talk I know, here. I know, I'm I trying know. to talk here. This is one thing that's concerning me about about Doom Eternal coming out because I'm wait because there was no shop. In Doom's 2016, there was nothing. It was just just the game, just the game. You oh, got there's the game. gonna be a shop in Doom. There's Doom Eternal. probably gonna be a shop in Doom Eternal. The Hell Shop, yeah. Especially the Demons fucking Bullet Shop. <laughs> go, especially because go to the Hell okay. Shop. Yeah, I know you're. I'm fucking sorry, we're making us. jokes now. I know you're making <laughs> jokes, but look, this is this is a, a legit prediction I have 
because they they have this multiplayer mode that they're they're pushing with the it's the asymmetrical gameplay mode where one person's the doom dude and the other people are different you can be different monsters like three or four other yeah, people with and that you can yeah. you can pick which monster you want to be um, I have a feeling though there will be a massive amounts of cosmetic variations to these monsters and maybe even the doom guy that they'll probably throw a shop in oh of course you're going to want to um, look different as you're tearing your friends up you know so I have no doubt that they're going to craft an awesome game. But like that, this concerns me when you get a Young Bloods and you get a Fallout seventy six and you get a uh, like a Rage two. I know is perfectly fine game. Like there's nothing wrong with it. But these are these are things that worry me about Bethesda going forward. If that makes sense. That's okay. And thank you, What's Good Games, for the, call, the shout out. I love you. Love you guys so much. I just don't. I don't know if. Um... I, you know, like, what are your thoughts? One half of me is, you know, yeah, agrees with you one hundred percent. Look, but the other half is. I know you're very much just like, hey, look, man, this game is fun. I have found the fun in this yeah. game for myself, and I, I love that you can like hold on to that. I love that it, no, you if found I, the fun in Fallout. But my point is, is if if I'm okay finding the fun, if yeah. if I play this Young Wolfenstein Plus. game, yeah, and I get in there and I can find the fun and I have the fun, and they just want to have a storefront. To sell to other dupes. Sure. You know, like, I don't care. And I think that going <laughs> forward, and because this is the future we live in now, if they want to throw shops in these in these single-player experience games, let them do it. I just don't want it to ex- affect any Well, you got a great, of thing, a, a, right? a, a, a great model that's already in real life that's not video games that is a game. Okay, you go to a sporting stadium, right? Sure. You go to the watch the team. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you paid for the ticket to get into the goddamn stadium. But the You're beer. You're getting the game. But the beer and all that yeah. shit... It's overpriced. It's yeah. all overpriced. <laughs> right? So that's kind of like how these games are. I see where you're right? going. It's not a, it's not is a that bad, a bad analogy? It's not a bad analogy. It's not a. It's, not it's because it's, it's money spent on top of an experience to enhance the experience. But, but to defend if you, you... If you distill it down to like its essential being. Mm-hmm. You, def- pay, you pay money for something and then you just pay for the extras on top of that to supplement. make yourself feel better about one aspect of your experience or another. But I, I like that. That's a really good way of looking at it. To defend you, though, it's okay for you to be in the stadium going, fuck this beer price. <laughs> fuck, this, fuck this beer price. That's another really good point, yeah. You, you, you have, just take my arm, why don't you? You have the freedom to get blacked out before walking in there and saving yourself the money. <laughs> Absolutely, you have the freedom to do that. That's what, and that's what the parking lot tailgate's for. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. That's awesome. Um, cool. Do you guys want to hop into the news news? Uh, for some aspects, yes. For some aspects aspects of oh god no well look i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this up real quick okay bring it up um two tragedies happened in our in in the united states this week oh yeah within 12 hours of each other and my god i my heart bleeds for these people and these event the events that yeah. that, that took place and i'm i'm sure i'm speaking for everyone here yeah yeah absolutely how Easily. horrible it is but i hopped on twitter this morning and i saw a few articles pop up that were so god awful I couldn't believe I saw on different various clips of various politicians, I guess to stay apolitical here, of a specific identification blaming video games as one of the reasons when there was straight up a, a written there, – there are written manifestos from these people of their motivations. Right. And these people took to their news echo chambers and they blamed video games on a camera again. For the 20th well, year in a the row. Guy, but hold on. Whenever this happens, video games always, always, always becomes one of, the, one of the causes, one of the reasons, one of the things that gets the spotlight shine on it. But it's never the thing that causes the thing. 
right? There's a it's term never for directly this. the thing. They, they, there's a term for this in um, social psychology. They call it um, the hypodermic needle effect. So, in, in media, so people believe that certain types of media, and they've been doing this since comic books back in the 30s and 40s. People believe that the the violence that is presented in a comic book, or the violence that's presented in a video game, or a movie, or a TV show, or whatever has a hypodermic needle effect on the public. You, you, you're sticking people, by, by that violence being in front of that person's eyes, they're getting stuck with a hypodermic needle that induces rage. No different than the hypodermic needles I stick in my character's side in Fall, fall when 76. Sure. When I, well, no, when I hit myself with fury, you know, oh, which sure. is a drug that you use oh, in, gotcha. yeah, in yeah. Fallout. So it's like, it, that's what they believe. They believe they saw it, they went right out and shot somebody because they saw it. They they think that everybody who sees something violent are are copycats basically. Sure. In in this in this case, I do think it is a way of misdirecting the conversation. Oh well, that's the whole other side the, right. side of the argument. Why they're doing it is because they can't do it to their lobbyists who are, well, who are yeah, they, NRA. They can't people. affect the laws because of of how who pays them. They need yeah. they need to pick something else. <laughs> <laughs> like in order to keep I, their their base supporting I, I them, and th- I think though that calls for video game violence uh, as a negative, right? Yeah. And just having that conversation, I think outside of a certain subset of people, it's going to become less and less tolerated as even a legitimate conversation because of how much good gaming is doing. Yep, I've seen. I saw tweets going. Gaming this year has raised millions for charity. It has um, helped people step out of depression. It has caused people to become more sociable. It has caused and like and like there's tons and of the, the the list goes on and on and yeah. on and on and on and eventually I think, as, I think Broman tweeted something like that was well, that a I mean, Broman tweet I'm sure I'm sure it yeah. was because he he's the head of Rare Drop at Kings Coast and they're the ones that do Guardian Con now GCX every year and they've raised literally by themselves like somewhere between eight and eleven million dollars mm-hmm. in their own events and I, for St Jude the people we surround ourselves with in our Discord actually they we all like in kind of funny Discord we all do. Extra Life participation, mm-hmm. which is a major gaming-centered yeah, sure. um, charity funding raise for mm-hmm. ch- children's hospitals. Yeah. Um, but as people like hear more about games, just in general, you know, because of things like Fortnite or because yes. of things like Ninja and because of just the way the internet is becoming so pervasive in our lives, people are going to realize these other things are happening too more easily, as opposed to just the talking heads telling them about these experiences. Right. They're going to hear like firsthand. From their kids, from their their significant others, from whoever is in the world uh, besides them about these other things, and they're going to go, oh, oh wow, th- we shouldn't really be scared of this. This is pretty dope, right? You know? And that's just going to happen well, the, more naturally as the, we go so on. The problem is the people that watch these programs aren't in tune like this. Yeah, like they're, they're, they're all going to die off, and then we'll be better off. So, so <laughs> get this. Now, this is not really yeah. um, hot takes. This is just an anecdote that's kind of tangential go to ahead. what we're talking about. Uh, we were talking about Stephen King earlier. Right? Mm-hmm. So Stephen King wrote a book called Rage. Did you know that? I did not. Rage, you didn't know that because Rage has not been in print for about probably 15 to 20 years. Why did it go out of print? went out of print because it's about a spree shooter who shoots up a school. Did, was it printed around a time there was a major spree? Uh, Stephen King wrote it in the 70s when okay. he saw spree shooting happening. Like we, we think that spree shooting is a thing that just started happening. It's been happening for a long time, right. going all the way back to Charles Whitman in the 50s, go, climbing up to the clock tower in whatever 
Texas City that was, and he kept shooting people with a, a high-powered rifle. He was a former Army guy. He went off his loop, and he just started shooting. Uh, if you ever watched the movie um, uh, Natural Born Killers, mm-hmm. the, the whole sequence, uh, there's a whole sequence where one character talks about Charles Whitman. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's, it's like this has been happening a while. Stephen King goes and writes this book. However, in the context of Stephen King, why he completely – because he's also written he's, – he's kind of left in his views, but he's also written like he wrote a – Oh, he's very left. I've he seen wrote, him on Twitter. He wrote like a manifesto called Gun, which is all about – it's all about the problem of guns in this country. But anyway, aside from that, so Rage is a book that he wrote. Then a spree shooting happens. Uh, I don't think the guy shot a lot of people. But he shot like one person in a, in a school, and they blamed it on his book. No, they found the book in the guy's room. Yeah, uh, got it. Okay, so my point is, is these guys don't have a leg to stand on. But the thing that I fear is, one of these days, there's going to be an asshole who coincidentally shoots everybody up, and then they go and find that he's an obsessed Call of Duty player or something like that, and that's when it's going to be a problem. That's when it's going to be an issue. I'm not worried about that being an issue. I mean, I'm not worried about that, but I'm saying that's the fuel that can get it going. Right now, it's just some guy like sitting with his Bic lighter trying to light a little flame, right? It doesn't really matter that this, these multiple yeah. politicians are saying this shit. It really doesn't matter. I think what bothers me the most is, is there's no specific evidence that uh, these people are directly influenced by video games when these shooting sprees. But we do see evidence pointed elsewhere when it comes to what they're being influenced by. It's, I'm talking about present, the present-day yeah. shooters. Um, and I think it's really irresponsible that these, these fuckheads go on TV and, and speak like that. Sure it is. But that's, they, they have to do their job, their version of their job, whatever it is, which is incite the people that Well, I don't want to spend, to I don't spend too much you know? more time on this. I just, no, I just wanted with, to bring it up. Peeling off, yeah. Yeah. But let's let's bring up the next news point, which uh, this week happened. Uh, big moves were being made in the streaming front, dude. Absolutely massive. And this is completely relevant to both of you guys because you both streamed to both platforms. We both streamed to Beam before it was Mixer. Let's by just the say, way, just to get the that OGs, cla- just to get that cloud out. There. These guys right here did it first. Beam Pro. <laughs> so Beam Pro. Beam Pro. You will see a little badge on my uh, username. On uh, on mixer, being an OG, there is a little uh, yeah, I, little glowing circle under my. Well, it's not here, but like it'll, it'll be <laughs> down below it to the right. Little gold badge as an original member of the Beam community. Hell I'm, yeah! I'm dude. so glad they changed that name. Otherwise, everyone in my chat were, they were going to be called bitches. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Beam. the bitch chat. Yeah, and then uh, they changed it to mixer, and it was like, oh, welcome to the Mitch chat. That's a little more kid friendly, family it friendly. Is, yeah. Well, your stream is not kid-friendly, so no, you probably never. shouldn't be concerned so, about the name. Well, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> what, we're t- what we're talking about is Ninja decided to ditch his main streaming platform of Twitch for a $10 million sign-on deal with Mixer. Have they? Is that is that public knowledge, the, uh, yeah, he's, the it's, dollar he's, amounts? He's going to be getting... So, okay, he was earning uh, 500000 a month at Twitch, uh, but his subscriber case ba- uh, bounced away. Let's see. I'm trying to see if the... Uh, I believe it was a $10 million. I was looking for the source for that because no one in the beginning, because obviously like I heard about this ASAP the moment it happened. I was actually broadcasting live when it happened, and uh, we were just chatting about it kind of for a couple hours. I saw it. I saw that, that number circulate around. It's not in this article. Yeah. I haven't been able to on find PC a specific uh, source about it. But yeah, he signed exclusivity to Mixer. It, 
Unbelievable. So that's a crazy move. Unbelievable. Because, because Twitch, they obviously want you to be on their platform, and he sure. was one of the biggest reasons to be watching Twitch. But now you love Mixer way. I can tell you, you love Mixer way more than love than Twitch Mixer for so many reasons. Yeah, so many reasons. Quality of stream, blah blah blah. Stream quality, yeah. uh, better chat speed and interaction, better community all over the website. You know, you know what I laughed They're at? Not Amazon. You know, one of my complaints is their app doesn't give me proper notifications. Yeah. Well, it notified me that that Ninja is now sure, on, on Mixer, and it wanted me to check I'm, out his. I'm his, sure it, it made did. sure of that, didn't I'm it? Sure it, did. it definitely made sure of that. <laughs> um, but not when my friends go live on Mixer. That's weird. I'm Whatever. sure they're going to be pumping a lot of uh, resources into improving these things because imagine, imagine everyone trying to watch Ninja having as terrible a time watching Ninja on mobile mm-hmm. as they do when. You guys try to watch me on Mixer or vice versa. Yeah. Like, someone's going to be like, I would love Microsoft, background audio. Sucks, and then, I would love background audio. You know what I mean? Happen. But Twitch does that already. Like, like there's a few things like I would do. But look, this is huge for Mixer because this is it's going to pull. Yeah. This is how you pull people to your platform. And I know this is like, I've seen a lot of comparisons being made to like, like the Epic Game Store pulling exclusivity deals. Mm-hmm. And now this is Mixer doing their thing to pull exclusivity deals. I guess it's the same, but it's like kind of not the same. It's it same same but different. No, it's it's different. It's free to watch. Same but different. Yeah, I can I can watch Ninja for free, and I'm just all you're doing is you're you're driving traffic to the site right. without. There's no cost. It's a different kind it. of conversation, and the reason that it's so so important of a thing to have happened mm-hmm. is because Twitch, especially being owned by Amazon, was just on the path to complete and total broadcast of, of gaming yeah. domination. You know. Um, and the only way people were going to ever switch platforms is if enough general slow roll interest happened or if enough people switched. Yeah. Now, there were some other you know, higher profile switches, of course, but no one on the level of Ninja. Of Ninja. When Ninja made the switch, immediately people heard the name Mixer where they hadn't before. Mm-hmm. Right. Now they know what this is. Um, that alone elevates the status of the website. What that means is Companies are more are more confident with working with broadcasters on the platform. Mm-hmm. They see it as being legitimate. Uh, Ninja is now the face of Microsoft, which people uh, forget don't always remember. Mixer and owns it. That uh, means own Mixer, I mean. that means Ninja can now announce the new Xbox console when it comes out. He can be the face of the new Halo game. He can be the face of like all of that <laughs> stuff. He got to start as a pro Halo player. All of that stuff. Uh, He's is, coming home. Is He's smart. coming home, baby. It's smart as fuck for him. And it will only send the platform and people that are on the platform actively to an even better spot. So it's like amazing for Mixer, but also amazing for other streaming platforms because it, it lends legitimately legitimacy to not being Twitch, which was the problem before. Yep. People That's- saw like like coffee. People saw Mixer. People saw uh, oh God. It's, that's it. Like I'm trying to think of what's oh, YouTube, like YouTube, YouTube Facebook. Like TV you're looking at these and they're like, sure, you can stream there, but like. Not yeah, really, unfortunately, right? like I don't see Facebook being as a platform I would go to to watch a streamer. It's not. It's not focused enough with, to my needs. No, I'm doing it now. I know you are. That's why. That's why I, I'm I not doing it. it. I'm doing it for people who don't use who's those. Se- who's setting up a stream like uh, account with Twitch or Mixer? It's a barrier to entry. Like they would never do it. They would never click a link, set up an account, go in and watch me and chat with me. Right. I'm doing it for like friends of mine who are just fair weather when it comes to like this thing I'm doing that's weird. Why is he always on camera like mm-hmm. talking to an And audience? now they can see you eat more. Yeah, easily. like yeah. all my old Which friends is really sweet. That's from really when, nice. I can, when I'm growing up have been popping in. Like I'm excited about the fact that all these other people are now coming in. Right. I, mean, I think that's kind of cool. It's dope. It's amazing. 
That's at, le- at least yeah, that is it's great. exposure and it's chatters. That's what it is. You know, for me, when it comes down to it, I'll have that day when uh, I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online, when Mixer and Twitch, nobody's watching, and I'll still get one or two Facebook people in mm-hmm. there, like people I know, IRL friends. Sure. You know, and they're just checking it out. What are you doing? Why, what's this game about? What is this, what is this whole streaming thing you do? Yeah, like my buddy, my buddy Zach that I grew up was in there watching me a couple of times. You know, mm-hmm. he's just he's just hanging out. He's like, I don't even, under, I haven't seen you in like you know, five years, man. And here you are, just I was popping up on my Facebook. I was actually thinking about that literally the day I saw that you were going live to Facebook with everything else, and I was watching you, and I'm like, dude, think about like just the random cousin. Who's scrolling on Facebook? You know, they, yeah. they just posted their baby picture. They're real proud about it, and they're like, "This is, you know, insert real name here." What the hell is he doing? They need to click on. Yeah. They didn't even know this was a thing. Well, here's the other thing. You know, uh, that's really great. So, I my private Facebook account mm-hmm. is still also a public business Facebook account, even sure. though they don't want you to do that. I did it anyway. So, the Felix Hergood private account, as you guys know, is under my Felix Hergood name, my, right? Which is my it's not my real your, name. Your gamer name, right? My gamer name. So I'm friends on there, not just with f- friends and family, but I'm also friends with 3,000 random strangers from the Philadelphia area. I remember that was, your, that was your move back then. So what's been happening <laughs> is I've been getting in random strangers that don't know me who are now seeing this weird visual guy doing this thing. Right. And they're joining me and commenting and asking questions and not understanding. You know, So I'm hoping that of all the people that I befriended in the Philadelphia area, I'm hoping there's some gaming people that mm-hmm. I can like interface with or network who pop in you know, and didn't even know I was in the Philadelphia area. Yeah. You know, so we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it. What's, what's more interesting that this Ninja deal happened is that Mixer's been making moves already to make their platform more inviting to people that want to broadcast there. You'll remember over the summer... I was part of their uh, their pilot program to bring embers to everyone. Embers is their their bits equivalent currency, so you can support someone with embers. Um, you can get their stickers, their effects, all that kind of stuff with uh, with embers. That is now officially announced. It's going to everyone. Everyone on Mixer officially is going to be getting ember support. That's you don't as, need like any kind of partner status no, or whatever. As of the what is it the sixth? I think yeah. As of the sixth, every single person's uh, going to get ember support. That's um, I think eventually they're rolling out subscription support for everyone, like sooner rather than later. There's going to be uh, like a streaming camp school kind of thing. Do they have like a Twitch Prime equivalent? They mm, no. I mean, there isn't like there isn't really a an equivalent to that anywhere besides Amazon. Besides Amazon, you know, it's just like a benefit of your of your Amazon account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But everyone's going to get uh, subscription. Everyone's going to get embers. That's awesome. Um, they're going to get support as a streamer for like what to do. Like you know how like Twitch has its like achievement based system. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Mixer's going to have a. Oh, is this going to be something similar to um, Path to Partner? Uh, yeah, kind uh, of thing. affiliate. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah, but it just it's everyone on the platform. Okay, if you, if you broadcast, they can be they can be supported. So all these were. So things, am I going to have to set up like uh, money? You'll probably have to if you would like, like an I like probably yeah probably have to go through a process like that. Cool. Yeah. But they'll obviously hit you up, hit you up with information. If, uh, <laughs> and if I don't read email, so I'm yeah. never going to get that. Well, <laughs> fucking. Well, if you want to get paid, you put do. that password <laughs> in that account, bud. Um, but oh. it's it's interesting that like all of these things were not happening in a vacuum. Like, right? You know that they were talking to Ninja, negotiating all of this shit while they had teams working on making the platform more welcoming to yeah, everyone. Yeah, because Ninja was like to be a streamer. I want all this shit. He had a rider. Of things he oh, needs dude. if he comes I, over. His no, lawyer was of, with him. Of course he did. <laughs> if he's if he's coming over to Mixer, there's no way and he didn't come over without I mean, at least making um, the bare minimum that he made over 
on Twitch. Now, I don't think he had a, a hand in those decisions, those business decisions. <laughs> we got to make the room right no, for Ninja when no, he comes no. over. But the higher up said, you know what? We have this, <laughs> this iron in the fire. Right. Then he comes over. He brings people. They all have this ability now. They see more of an equivalency between us and Twitch. They want to stream here. Like all of this shit. This was all a big, gigantic master plan, mm-hmm. and it just hit. And I heard out of nowhere after directly after the announcement. Twitch was like, Twitch like removed his partner status like pretty much right away. It was like, now fuck you, dude. Yeah, well, I like, mean, that's <laughs> pretty much it's pretty standard. He's took not a partner me like with five weeks. <laughs> you know what's a? Uh, you know what's? Yeah, really, I lost his. Ver- yeah, I lost his verified status very quickly. You know what's interesting? Um, Mixer, they call themselves an open platform, and it means a lot of things. But one of the things that it does mean is that while you're on Mixer. Even if you are a partnered Mixer streamer, you could theoretically restream to Twitch at the same time. Yeah, I know. Mixer doesn't care. Mixer's not scared. No, they have nothing to lose. No. They, they have everything to gain from something a move like this. Exclusivity is... Yeah. Uh, I think exclusivity is bullshit. They got the, uh, I don't even the like dog ex- magic. I don't like exclusivity when I hear an actor that worked for the MCU can't work on for a DC movie. I'm like, fuck you, dude. There's a lot of those actors, though. There's a whole list of no, actors. No, but Disney has this weird exclusivity rule. That's the, it, Yeah, accor- they've broken oh. it a bunch of times, but according to uh, an article I was reading, uh, Screen Rant or something like that, uh, there are exclusivity rights that or rules that Disney puts on their actors that sign these major contracts for starring as I'm a Marvel I'm not character. surprised about it. They can't play in a DC product because it's a, a conflict of interest. That's so weird. Yeah. It's stupid. But I guess as long as it guarantees you a certain amount of income or revenue from taking that deal, then I guess that would be the equivalent of this, right? But you are a comic fan. Do you feel that somebody who's starring in Aquaman is competing against himself if he was also starring in a Namor movie? I feel like they're... Well, like we just saw J. Jonah Jameson show, show up in... But he's, he's playing himself across different Spider-Man franchises. No, that's not, no. That's not the same. But he was in the DC movies. Yes, he was. He played Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, now, and now he's back He's back in the MC. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. He's back in the MCU. Uh, that's a Sony movie. You got you to... Gotta, you gotta, they're probably making right. exceptions because it's Sony. <laughs> All right. I'm well, saying, I was reading this in an article just recently. I don't know if it's fucking true. Well, then why do you... God damn it, dude. <laughs> God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have the articles in front of me. I can't tell me the authenticity. I'm saying with, the ver- I don't know if it's even true. I'm, I'm just <laughs> saying. It doesn't sound like a I'm true thing because I know there are I handful didn't of actors hear it. between I them. didn't hear it word of mouth from a primary source connected sure, to the deal. Sure, sure. This is okay. quickly sure. turned into fake news. The yeah. Oh, podcast. it is not fake news. Yeah. It's yeah. veritable truth. All right. Well, you want to talk about our uh, final story of the night? Let's wrap it. it up. Let's do it. So this is a huge bombshell that happened over the weekend. The E3 2019 organizers accidentally doxed over 2,000 journalists and content creators. This shit is Holy so shit. unbelievable. Can you, can you believe this? Like, Imagine all the people involved that like fucked up this and got and got all these these journalists out there who were take, we doxed? No. Why would we be doxed? We went there. This was 20, for 2019 last, last year. So. Oh, got it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. And oh man, it's okay. The list contains a number of big names from IGN, GameSpot, Polygon. This is alongside YouTube personalities like Greg Miller and Yong Ye. Two people I've mentioned to you. It's an essentially uh, yeah. uh, an unpassword protected Excel sheet that had just had everyone's info on it. I don't even know what else there is to say about this other than like who fucked up and and I where was, where was it do dosed? Like where what, what? A whole list. Of, it was an Excel, it was an Excel sheet that had no password on it. 
But where was it dumped? Someone found, they must have found the link. People are probably trying to hit these servers all the time, and then all they have to do is find the right computer and then go, oh. oh. Here it is. I'll re- oh, I'll, well. I'll read you this paragraph. Everyone's information. So was, it like, was it a Google spreadsheet? Everyone's I'm, I'm gonna, information. I can, I can literally read it to you right now. Mm, got it. The list, yeah. uh, the, the list is a Microsoft Excel sheet featuring over 2,000 names, featuring <laughs> their outlets, their numbers, their home offices, and addresses. And it's been on the ESA's website. ESA is, is the organization that organizes E3. Uh, it's on, been on the ESA's website until Sophia Narwiz contacted them about this big era. The webpage has since been taken down, but we do not know that the Excel sheet is still online via archival sites oh no the worst is 1997 that's that's not the worst part apparently (laughs) apparently the list has been accessible since e3 so all this information has been out for a couple months according to the tweets of ng frank 2 on twitter um at least in the hosted file form after a complaint from another writer the esa was alerted about it and they but they didn't take any action for a month oh my god they sat on this for a month the SA has yet to release a statement. Can you imagine being that negligent and literally not caring about your customer's private information? I could not. I could not imagine. I don't know, man. I, wow. was, watching, uh, I was watching Professor Broman uh, right when this news kind of happened, essentially. And he, he was so, like, distraught, like, barely form words about it, just thinking about what if he was in that position. He would, like, what he said was, if this happened, if I was on this list, I would be suing uh, E3 for at least the full value of my home and my <laughs> and my assets because I might have to move. Yeah, you know, like like this is sh- this is real life shit, and it's funny to be like, oh, these you know, if they're influencers, and, and think about they're think, mad, their phone numbers. So out it had there. addresses but in there. P- yes, like, yeah, home yes, addresses. Yes, home addresses. But Jesus. think and think yeah. about the shit that a lot of these journalists get on a daily basis. Like Jason Schreier, for example, he gets. It from both sides, and he gets threats daily, like like all these journalists do. I'm just using him, his name as an example because we bring him up the most a lot on this on this show. Th- these people now have a list of where all hi- where he lives and his number, and they can and like this is fucking crazy world we live in. You don't know if someone if one of these angry gamer people are gonna fucking show up at his house one day, dude. We had like, are you kidding me? Are I mean, you trying to contradict what we were saying earlier about what <laughs> that gamers aren't violent and we're good to go? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh my! It's it's uh, the neobots going to explode. It's a prevailing culture of of mass fandom yeah. around a lot of these people yeah. as well, too. You know? Idolatry—that's the word yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. Parasocial it's, relationships. What'd you say? Parasocial relationships. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's like the one-sided kind of. Oh, I, I'm I, best friends with that person because I watch them all the time. I feel like I know them. Yeah. You know? There's been so many movies about that, too. So, can you imagine if you were on that list? Ever since Taxi Driver. I can't. Taxi and Driver. I don't, think, I don't think people are going to trust E3. And there's been a, a lot of talk about E3 like being on the outs. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Because like yeah, Sony, Sony wasn't there, and it, people and were saying you, it felt more dry than ever. you pile that on top of this? Mm-hmm. The, the it's, negligence? It's a really yeah. bad look, man. It's a really bad look. I don't know how you like. Can you imagine? It comes around time for 2020 for people to sign up, and you're a journalist, and you're a well-known journalist or a well-known content creator, and you're like, "Wow, this is the time where I have to send them all of my personal information again." I but just got done year, moving yeah. and changing everything, and uh, you know, a new phone number. Wow, this is great. I'm going to send this all over to them again. Do so I, I trust them to do badge. that? Uh, let's not. I'm going to go to all these other events instead. I'll cover from the outside. Yeah. How about that? I hear GCX is becoming massive. I'm going to go to that instead. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. 
I think, dude, I think this is something that is going to hit them really hard. I know I wouldn't want to put my information back there again. I wouldn't trust it. It looks like they did drop a statement. Of course, yeah. Oh, now what that it's out say? there, of yeah, course no, they did. Well, well, the article is uh, the article on this random ass website. I don't even know how I got the link to did the, the home it. address thing is bad for streamers. Game, GameIndustry.biz has bad. the has an updated uh, the updated uh, statement on, what's the, on the, the site. What's the statement? You want me to read it? Yeah, read it up. Yeah, the Entertainment Software Association, ESA, was made aware yesterday of a website vulnerability on the Exhibitor Portal section of the E3 website. Unfortunately, the vulnerability was exploited and that list became public. We regret this happened and are sorry. We provide ESA members and exhibitors a media list on a password-protected exhibitor site so they can invite you to E3 press events, connect you with, connect with you for interviews, and let you know they are showcasing, uh, what they are showcasing. For more than 20 years, there has never been an issue. When we found out, we took down the E3 exhibitor portal and ensured the media was no longer available on the E3 website. Again, we apologize for the inconvenience and have taken steps to ensure this will not happen again. Even though, I mentioned earlier, it took them a month before they actually, I, when, when they knew yeah. about it. I know you can't answer this, but why would somebody put, have to put their home address into that spreadsheet? For registration? It's for registration. Well, because you're, you're not looking, you're not putting your name into a spreadsheet. You're typing into a, into a field... I am Jason Schreier of East Kotaku. I live here because this is where I'm. Yeah, it's, and it's like and, it's like a and, it's like a sign up form. And like, this is the um, did we have? I don't remember us having to do that for uh, this statement. The is not we went this statement is 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 media garbage. It's not the full truth. No. Okay. What was leaked was their information about about all these people. Now there are probably websites and and methods on the website to pull that information. Sections that are allowed to be pulled okay. for you know whatever level you are, whatever meetings you're you're allowed to have, whatever you're you're doing. Remember, we had the ability to book up to two meetings with our tickets. Yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. you guys was, got you guys got to we had book, in, we had meetings with no no no. What, what I'm, we had industry level tickets, so like part of that was like you have X Y Z. Yeah. Now they this chose before there were public. Tickets. They could choose That's to so fucking cool. They could but they could choose it to was. like accept or not accept. Right. But you essentially would like could have a meeting offering and then. And their people would. You were talk with to the your podcast people. then, or no? No, I was coming on board that year. Oh. You guys had already gone. I believe I heard you guys talk about it too. Oh, okay. Cool. So, E three keeps track of all that information and then doles it out. That full list got I, leaked. I'm just trying to remember in our interaction with that whole process. I don't ever remember giving my home address for any reason. I think it's because like the tickets were like one. Because we won them. Yeah, there was a different process there. We're not... Oh, because in some of these cases, maybe they mail your tickets to you? Yeah. If you're a, a content provider? Mm, that could be true. Hmm. Well, either way, <laughs> what the fuck, dudes? Well, I'm going to make sure from now on that it's email only. <laughs> well, the, well, just, send me I'm my tickets via email, Look, never going to go to E3 again. <laughs> or not go to E3, yeah. yeah. Look, but this, this isn't just like a problem with like the ESA. Like We put our information into the internet void all the time. When you sign up for things... We're just throwing our shit out there, and this could happen to any. Like, think about like Equifax. Think about like the big the big scandals that have happened in the past like year or two. Like, this is this is an internet focused problem, and it's a security problem. People aren't serious enough about the security, and that's the part that sucks about it. So, like, while I feel bad, and I'm like, Broman's podcast is a good one. That one For episode what? that Broman did where he talked about how to secure yourself as a streamer. From oh, yeah. Oh, or as a no, streamer. as a streamer. That was like early on yeah, in, his, really uh, good in his show, too. Yeah, at least, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's definitely something it to sucks. be aware of. And hopefully it shit suck. gets better in the future. But for now, I don't think. This is the um, dystopia. I certainly don't trust that aspect of it. 
Well, anyway, that's a that's a show, you guys. Yeah, I think we did it. Would you say? Um, yeah. I had a good time. Did you? Yes, I had a fantastic time. I'm glad. <laughs> Why did you say it that I'm way? Just, I'm just getting ready to sign up. <laughs> just I'm doing a bit, dude. Sign off on your bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Neo Yoshi. You can find me at Twitter at Neo underscore Yoshi uh, and at Twitch at twitch.tv slash Neo Yoshi. Um, I'm going to be streaming more this week, I promise. I, I'm stuck in my Final Fantasy fourteen groove. Yeah. I want to play more Monster Hunter. I want to play. I need. I have the need. I know, dude. I remember we were, for we were playing Hunter. Final Fantasy one night and you literally left us to play Monster Hunter. This so is a fact. I, I literally left because I my, my, my partner is like, oh, Monster Hunter. a better friend is on That's, and they're mm, playing Monster Hunter and not, I'm going to leave right look, now. Look, he's got a really busy life and when he's like, yo, sure. yo boy, it's fucking, Monster Hunter time, I got to listen. I got to answer the call. <laughs> anyway. Whatever Ooh. helps you sleep at night. All right. <laughs> Sign it up, Trip. Uh, this is Trip Zero. Uh, you can find me on Mixer.com slash TripZeroTV. Been there. Stay in there. Come on over to Mixer. It's a great place. I do still restream over to Twitch, so if you're extra lazy and Ninja's move hasn't convinced you, you can watch me on Twitch as well. <laughs> uh, TripZeroTV is where you find me uh, on those sites and also everywhere else like Instagram, Twitter. So find me there, and I stream weekdays uh, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Doing a lot of uh, Destiny, especially getting into the new season. Probably be doing a lot of... Uh, competitive stuff as I finish off uh, bounties and quests but as that ramps down as I complete things we're going to be switching our time with other fun things like the sims and uh, other you know, Final Fantasy 14 like Neo is things have gotten pretty good reception so we'll have fun for the rest of the summer twitch.tv slash Felix Hergood mixer.com slash Felix Hergood I've been doing a Mitch chat for whatever amount of time it's great come in to either service check me out I'm doing I, pretty consummately I'm doing Elder Scrolls Online the Wolfenstein series, Borderlands, um, and then Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order on Nintendo Switch. I am not playing Fallout 76 live for a while. But Please one refer day, to past podcasts. For, <laughs> one for day reasons. I might play it again when, I, when I've confirmed that a troll is not on my ass anymore. Fantastic. Yeah. See you next All time. Right, dudes. See you next week. See you guys. Welcome to the stream, everybody. Um, we are recording a tight podcast, and that means a we won't acknowledge the, the chat while we're live, while, while we're well, recording it. Well, you didn't it. clarify the reason. It's an audio podcast. It's an audio podcast, yeah. So it makes no sense to our viewers who listen on audio <laughs> when we talk to you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Sorry, I hate to splash a little reality on that. I love it, dude. That's exactly the reason why we I'm don't. a big fan of just fucking... <laughs>